Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Seeking Profit. My name is Andrew, and I'm here with my good friend Emil. Emil, since you have kids, I was wondering what kid snack do you eat during the day? Because I have to eat their snacks. I just can't not. <laughs> Dude, I was just talking about this with my wife. It's like when you have kids and whatever, you're trying to diet or eat clean, it's impossible because you feed your kids so many snacks. Like you're you're just around snacks all the time. And it's impossible to not be like, okay, five for you, one for me. Like you just <laughs> always eat snacks. I honestly, I just eat what my kids don't. So like... My daughter's been into like rice cakes with the laughing cow cheese and the everything but the Circle bagel. Cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- no, the the like little triangles that you can kind of yes. spread yeah, in yeah. the soft cheese with the uh, everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's. She's been eating those and like she'll eat you know seventy five percent of it, and then I'm like, ooh, sweet little snack for me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What is your like favorite? I was I was like looking at my desk. I'm like, what, what am I going to talk about? It's like littered with Paw Patrol gummy wrappers, <laughs> <laughs> and then like you know it won't be snack time, and I'll like sneak out of my office and I'll grab like a Paw Patrol gummy, and like the kids will be like mortified. They're like, Daddy, that's our gummies. I was like, <laughs> I like sneak back in. You're like, who paid for this? Who That's right, yeah. These are mine. I'm lending them to you right now. Um, but I want to get into it because we have a heavy, a heavy topic today. It is um, the bread and butter of a content business, writing. And if you are past the part of you writing and you have other people helping you out, you need to tell them what to do, what to write. Uh, when I did it, it was a pretty lame thing. I didn't know that this thing called a content brief existed. Uh, Emil is really good at it and he uh, sends out a ton um, each month. And Emil, you are going to show us exactly how you create a brief um, and how it is not as painful as a lot of people think it is. Um, so I'm going to hand it to you. Show us how it's done, man. Awesome. So yeah, it's. Um, I wouldn't say I'm really good at it. I've just done it enough where I have a <clears throat> decent idea. I'm actually hoping somebody comments and tells me how I could make mine even better. Um, but yeah, use these for a long time because I've outsourced content, whether I was in-house, whether working on my own sites, client sites, all that stuff. The magic I always say is in the brief. Um, and, you know, we record an episode on like how to outsource content, how to find writers, vet them, all these things. And like we glossed over the brief. So this is kind of a continuation of that episode showing you guys how to create the brief, which in my eyes is the most important thing in outsourcing. It's the roadmap. It's the rubric. It's, it's you passing on your knowledge of your site and what you want to cover to the writer who can help fill in the gaps. I think a good example, cause you're showing me uh, something and uh, it's like this writer knows the topic really well. And it's almost like the brief for you is to make them not write you like a 30 page novel and just answer the bits that need to be answered. Yeah. You know, like SEO, uh, when someone's searching for something, they're looking for information in a certain way. And you do this enough and you kind of figure it out. And you think of yourself, you know, when you search and you're looking for answers, you, there's patterns. And that's kind of my job is to figure out the patterns get someone to value as quickly as possible and they land on my site. So that's, 
I think uh, my skill or talent in this, and then the writer is the person who actually knows how to fill in the blanks. All right, so this is the tool I use. I mean, a lot of SEOs have different tools. <clears throat> There's ones out there called like, I don't know, Surfer, ClearScope, a lot of people are familiar with, Market Muse, all those, they do like content graders. This is one I started using back in the day, a couple years ago. It's called Topic. It was actually acquired by Cafe Media, which owns AdThrive. So it's now only available for AdThrive users, I believe. So if you use AdThrive for your ads, uh, they have like, I don't know if it's still called Topic or something else they renamed it, but you have access to this. Again, there's other ones out there. But what this allows me to do, it's like a content grader like ClearScope, which looks at the first, the top 10 results for a certain keyword, looks at what keywords and topics are most commonly used, helps you kind of figure out how to be the most thorough on a certain topic. Uh, a lot of people like to game it just by stuffing keywords. It's, it's more so like to actually cover topics, not just stuff keywords in. But the what topic does, which is really cool, it shows me the top 10. I can see you know the title, uh, last updated. That's kind of cool. I don't know how it pulls that in. I've never really looked at it. Domain authority from Moz, which I don't really look at too much. Uh, word count is helpful. And then the content grade. So, uh, scrolling down, this is the really important part. What, what, uh, topic does is it, it gives me x-ray vision into the top articles. So I can see these are all H2s. I believe this is H3. So it'll show me all H2s and H3s that give me essentially the outline of what other people are covering. So this is like the easy, fast way to figure out where the gaps are, figure out what, you know, if everyone's covering something, right? Like what is blah, 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 probably means I have to, too, to rank, right? It just allows you to see what's ranking, what does Google like, and where the gaps may be. Scroll down further, you got this questions to answer. This is the people also ask. So this is really cool. It just shows me all these uh, different things people are asking, and it, it ranks it in terms of relevance, I think, to the, to the main keyword here. Uh, topics to cover. So this allows me, this is like, again, the clear scope thing where grouping by theme kind of tries to cluster these, you know, a lot of times they'll use the same words, but in similar veins allows me to like toggle them together. And then I can add them to my outline. I'll do that at the end. I'm just kind of showing people, uh, how the tool works. And that's, that's a quick overview. So my first step, I always start with the headline, right? And the first thing I want to do is kind of look at how I can create a gap again. So Reggio Amelia. So this is for actually, this is a brief I created in the past. I own a parenting site. It's like four months old. It's brand new. And one of my writers is a Montessori educated educator. So she's got a, I think a master's in Montessori education, knows it really well. And so I went and looked for a bunch of keywords around Montessori, you know, these different types of uh, educational styles for kids. And, you know, you see like the, the first one and the third one, right? What's the difference, you know, overview of philosophies, things like that. So for me, the way I'm going to create these as some different, I'm going to do Reggio Amelia versus Montessori, right? Get the keyword out front here and I'm going to call it similarities and differences, right? Everyone's talking about just the differences. How are they similar? I want to know, like, are these kind of the same? Are they similar? You just want to think of something that's a little bit different 
the way I look at it is a little bit different from what's out there. Or again, what are the gaps you're going to cover in this article that's going to make it different? If I just call mine, what's the difference again? You know, like what's my likelihood that Google is just going to throw another one up there without me having a super strong domain, right? Like if I'm a big site, if I'm like parents.com, I can probably just do copycat content and rank because I have a big domain, but I got to think of how I can be a little different. In a versus, how do you decide which will come first? Or do you even think it matters? Like, could you put Montessori first? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think it matters. I think, um, the keyword tools, picked up on this one being more search. More people search for it this way than Montessori versus Reggio Emilia. So mm. I just did it that way. Gotcha. And you can see, you know, one, two, three, four, the first four are doing it in this order. And then the fifth one, the, f- I guess this is, it says four, but it's the fifth. This must be a featured snippet. Yeah. It says featured snippet. This one is like reversed, but then again, Reggio Emilia is leading that one flips it. So I just usually do it. Whatever the keyword tool tells me is like more so the, um, the way people are doing it. So that's how I did it here. So the next thing I'm doing, uh, I'm thinking of word count next. And so the way I use this is it's spitting out the average based on the top 10, but you can see there's some outliers here. Like this result has 4,200. This one has 37. This one at the bottom 22. But if you look at the top four, that's kind of what I use to ballpark this. So there's a thousand, a thousand, 800, 1600. So I'm going to shoot for like 14, 1500 on this one. It's a newer site. So I'm going to go a little bit longer, but I override this and make my word count 1500 just based on the top four. Now it's, now it's the fun part. It's the outline. So again, coming down here, I can see what everyone's covering. I also am like, before I really go into what everyone else is doing, I really try to think about like your best tool is your brain, right? You're going to think about this differently than everyone else has. A lot of what people are doing here is coming and copying what everyone else did. And, you know, I mentioned it's like, it's good to see what everyone else is doing. But first I want to start with like, what do I think this person is here to do? So I want an overview of each one, right? So overview of Reggio Amelia. So that's going to be an H2. And what I want the writer to cover here, obviously give a description of what it is. Um, price, right? These are like private education for young children. So uh, average cost. Uh, I know they have like different geographical footprints. So like some may be more popular on the West Coast versus the other one is more the East Coast, whatever it is. So I'm giving someone an idea of the geographical footprint. And then I want them to finish with pros and cons. And I could make each one of these an H3. I just want them to talk about it, you know, naturally. So I'm just going to move this in as a bullet instead of an H3. And then I want the other one. So overview of Montessori. If it's not clear to our people watch listening as a podcast, this is probably going to be a much better episode on YouTube. So definitely go watch this on YouTube. I think you'll just get more out of it trying to, to speak as I'm writing, but I think you'll just get more value on, on YouTube. So overview of Montessori, and then I can just say same as above. I don't need to retype it. Writer will get it. Okay. Let's make that a bullet. All right. Next most people are comparing these two, right? So they want to know the differences. We've given them an overview of what each one of these things are, but like, let's make it really, really easy for the writer to understand the differences between these two. So differences between Reggio Emilia and Montessori. I don't know about you. I am terrible at spelling when I know I'm being watched. Do you have that problem? (laughs) 
I'm just only good at it when I'm trying to talk without the kids understanding. <laughs> uh, so, okay. What are the what are the the differences here? And I can give them some helper text again. I I know my level of writer, so I don't need to add it. But let's say, let's say you wanted to add something here. Let's say you wanted to do. What do you think the common things would be? It'd be like price, price, um, philosophy, age, right? Yeah, like who could even go to it? Um, yeah. So you know, again, when I handed this off to a writer. I didn't include these because they are Montessori educated. So I know that they're going to know the differences and they're a good writer, but there's certain things where, I don't know, I want them to highlight certain things because maybe, again, maybe you have been writing your own content and now you're outsourcing it. So you know the topics really, really well. You are, you just don't want to write anymore because that's like the longest part and you're trying to scale. This is where like you need to give as much details and information as you can so someone can just come in and fill in the gaps like you would rather than you having to write everything. So again, if I think you, it's like they could write about anything and it would be useful because they're an expert in the space, but you need to say like my readers want this information. So just like this, make sure this is in there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're, especially if you've like cultivated a certain brand style and like the way you've kind of templated out articles, like where you, you know, you whatever answer certain things in each one, that's where you can kind of convey this. So I want them to, to cover the differences between them. Now this is, I've covered like the basic stuff. This one was kind of easy for me to figure out. And as you can see, like this one doesn't really talk about what we did, but what is this one covers it? What is the Reggio Emilia philosophy? What is the Montessori approach? The differences similar Then they end with similar, but different. Uh, this one, kind of the same thing. What are the overviews and what are the differences? Now I want to scroll down to that question The people also ask stuff to give me more an idea of like, what do people care about when they're searching for these things? So one thing I thought was different is do Montessori students do better? And this makes sense as a parent. Like, mm. why are you sending your kid to this school? Cause you think they're going to come out of it more advantage than the other ones. That's like really that's the crux of all this, right? Like I want my kid to be smarter or have a leg up and whatever yeah. it is. So that's, that's what we need to answer now. So that's what I'm going to add. I said, which philosophy, I mean, you can answer the question straight up. I don't really like to pull questions straight out of people also ask. I feel like you're over optimizing something. You know what I mean? Like your mm. H2s are perfect. People also ask. It's like you're creating SEO content, which Google like always talks about. Don't create content for search engines. And clearly that's not the case given how SEO works, but I just try to rephrase it in something that is the same thing, but not exactly like that. So this says, do Montessori students do better? Um, which philosophy do students do better in or something? That, that's not what I'd use, but you know, on the spot, good enough. Okay. And so this is where I'm going to give the writer an extra prompt. So I'm going to say, are there studies that show um, students do better, right? Do better in school after one of these, right? Like, is my kid mm. going to do better in kindergarten, in grade school, all those things? If so, talk about those here. And then if not, right? Like, so what if, what if there aren't, we need like a backup plan. If not, mm. 
I'm sure there are just like studies that talk about these schools and like the efficacy of them, right? They can't just be like, pay us five times the the normal cost of a private school. And we have, we have no reason to believe that they're any better, right? Like, so if not cite studies on these, uh, two programs or whatever, and the efficacy of them, right? Like whatever, I'm sure Reggio, Amelia and Montessori say, Oh, our kids, uh, end up going to Harvard at two times the rate or, you know, just some, again, they have to like figure out some marketing or whatever it is. So that's, that's where I'm going to guide the writer a little bit. And then again, like in a versus everyone wants like the verdict, right? Like you've seen it when you're doing an affiliate style article a versus you do comparisons, you highlight, and then you give your verdict, right? Like, so which one do we think is better for you? So if I'm the parent here, I want to, I want you to kind of lead me. So like, which one should my, which one is better for my child? So I'm going to say how to choose the right education or whatever for your child. And so here I would probably, you know, it's kind of just like a summary that people like who've read this. So like, what do I do? So like, you know, I think one of these is more, uh, let's say one is more arts focused. One is more science and math. That's not true, but let's just say for, to make this easy, if your child is more interested or whatever, more receptive to arts and play X schools might be better and then vice versa. Right. So like, Mm. Again, just simply giving the person what they came for. Here's what we think. Being some type of prescriptive. Because like the worst thing is you read an article and it doesn't even, it's just like, here are the facts. Go do with them as you And you didn't learn anything. You didn't get your questions answered. Exactly. So I want to help guide this person into making the decision based on all the, the facts we've presented. You know, we may talk about, you know, if your budget is only so much, this may be better for you, obviously, because this one is like 3x the price. But... This in general is kind of just how I create these. So it's a sum it's a sum of using my brain, my knowledge of this topic, thinking about if I were to search for this, what are the things I would want answered? And then Google helping me fill in the blanks and looking at what other people are doing and potentially getting some ideas there. All right, so now I have my outline, final thing in topic. And again, depending on the tool you use, it's gonna be a little different. Um, maybe you just, you know, if you're using clear scope, you just like attach the clear scope report, you shoot like a three minute loom video that walks the writer through how to think about using these keywords and everything. I know some people, uh, Ryan Durrani, who's on Twitter and LinkedIn, smart SEO, uh, freelancer. He talks about like, sometimes he goes through and he assigns specific keywords to certain sections or topics. He's like, cover this mm. here and use these here, which is like another level power to him. But like, that's a little more than I do. What I can do is I, again, group these by theme and topic is only so good at grouping them by theme, but like tries to think, find things that are close to each other. You see how it's like color coordinated, like Montessori teachers, Montessori classroom, classroom environment. So it tries to figure out like semantically where these similar adds them here. Uh, and that'll create a nice bulleted list. One thing I forgot to, to cover here, the meta description, you can add that in. I use like um, OpenAI's Playground, which I just showed you before <laughs> before we hopped on, which is a nice like prompt outside of chat GPT. You can just throw prompts in there and it'll answer them one at a time. Um, 
Topic actually will, I think it uses an old version of GPT. So these aren't as good, like semantically. The language is better if I just use Playground. So I'll go into Playground and say like, give me three meta descriptions for an article titled and I'll just copy paste the title and I'll spit them out. I choose one or I combine some that I like, throw it in the description, boom, ready to go. Then you just come copy clickboard. You know, this is just how I do it. It's, it's going to be different for everybody. I throw it into a Google Doc. So this was like the final version. You can see the topics to cover down here. And I have guidelines in my brief. So this is another thing I recommend people do is like, th this is just templated out. I just include it in every single brief, right? I copy a doc. I leave this the same. And, you know, I talk about like how to write the intro, talking about including personal anecdotes. I'm big on that. Like include your own stories. That's how we're, we're going to make each article different is you, the writer, talking about things that are particular to you. Cite and link to stats, don't add a conclusion. Like some, you know, some writers just default to like in conclusion or wrapping up, right? Like I don't, I don't need that unless mm. I've, it's in the outline. Uh, I tell them how to use the topics to cover at the end. I think I do a loom video also that walks them through that, but I, I give them here like, um, yeah. And then I notice a lot of writers will to expand word count. will say things like I will, or it is, or you are. And I, I like more casual writing. So I mentioned that here as well. So, Everything below guidelines is literally copied directly from topic. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like, I delete it. I copy oh. from topic, paste it in, shows the title, the description, the word count I want them to aim for. And then the outline. That's awesome. So you literally just quickly spec'd it out in topic. I mean, all of the actual keywords were literally just pulled directly from topic. And then you just paste your personal guidelines for the site at the top. Yes. Um, I, I also, uh, just one quick note, I come into this topics to cover. Sometimes, sometimes you'll see like the grades on these, right? Like the content grades, they'll be like all D's and F's, which means like everyone's kind of covering different things that those are actually the best because that means intent is probably poorly answered. So everyone's kind of just all over the place. Google can't mm. figure out the right thing. So on those like they'll throw in a bunch of random topics and I'm just like, there's no way this relates to what we're going to write about. So I'll, I'll go through these and like get rid of some that just won't make sense for what we're going to be talking about in this article. Would you lean? So, you know, you filter out the ones that are really out in the weeds or don't yeah. even make sense. Um, do you also just call the list generally or do you try and keep it more broad as long as it's, touching upon the things you care about? Um, I try to call it down pretty well. Like, let's say we're doing a, um, a best whatever, right? And like, it's always going to pull in, like everyone's using brands, certain brands, right? Like, let's talk about best basketball shoes for whatever. That's the example I always use, right? It's going to say Nike and Adidas and whatever. Sometimes I actually like to remove those because... I don't want the writer to kind of be persuaded by, oh, I got to use Nike or Adidas or whatever. I want them to like actually mm. like, tell me what are your favorites? If it's not in this, you know, if it's not these certain brands, they usually cover those brands anyway, but I don't want to lead them in certain directions on certain things. So I'll remove those. That makes sense. I, th I think, you, like you said, uh, they're already going to cover Nike. Like if you're talking about shoes, you're going to cover Nike. Um, but it's better that they almost have to come up with things because exactly. that could be a unique angle. Exactly. Right. Cause if I'm Google, I'm thinking 
do I really want all top 10 of my results to be the same? No, like you, you see it all the time. And I think, like um, rehashing it. Exactly. Like Bernard, uh, from ClearScope, you know, he's done a bunch of presentations on this. Like Google takes this approach where they want different angles for certain queries. That's why you see different headlines. And that's, that's why I'm incorporating that. I'm trying to think of like, how can I make something unique? That's just going to take a little bit of a different angle. Like, uh, I have a client who does, um, the agent, my agency has a client. It's like screen monitoring. So it's like a tracking software. See if your employees are working or whatever. Um, and so, you know, like on the top 10 results, you'll see all these like different, it's like, what is screen monitoring software or time tracking software? Uh, pros and cons. Is it ethical to use? You know, there's all these like different angles because, you know, if it's all just a bunch of what is, like, that's not really helping the user. You want to, like, give them different angles They've already been stuff. answered. Do you yeah. need a writer to tell you if it's ethical or not? Or, yeah, like, get to the meat of it. Give, give me the thing I want. Right, right. And just taking, you you know, Google's showing different angles. So that's part of what you need to play into here. That's at least the approach I take. I dig it. Can can we just uh, steal this for Lasso? <laughs> you, if you want to write about Reggio Emilia and Montessori, go for it. <laughs> we won't compete with you on this keyword, but I think that we need, you know, a very tight, structured approach like this. Um, I've been too like fluffy, and I think that's where we've really lost. Is we get a lot of the in the weed stuff because I was not specific enough with what needed to be created. And dude, at the beginning, you know when I was outsourcing content in house, we did the same thing. It was like, here's the title, go for it. If you're creating listicles, it's pretty straightforward. Just a list of these things, mm. right? Like I don't need to, maybe again, like what do I want under each listicle, this thing, and then go ahead, go for it. But like creating these briefs, it's more widely accepted. Like a lot of in-house teams, especially at like, you know, SaaS companies or whatever, they all use this, this style. And it's, I think more, content creators and content site owners are picking up on this because it's the only way to me how you outsource content. I know there's like some big publishers who just kind of like teach people how to do this in a way. Like here's my process for creating something to me. It's just too much leeway. Like I find good writers, but I feel like me or someone on the team has to create the rubric or the roadmap that they should follow to make this tight and, hit the areas we need to. You just get so much better of a product when you when you do this. I mean, I could definitely see that. It just also like what like screams out to me is the removal of the back and forth time trying to get what they created into what it actually needs to be. And like I'm realizing now that like we just had a really long editing process and it was like a miserable battle for everyone to get it there. Everyone wanted it to be where it needed to go, but we're like, create this thing, and then after you create it, I think we'll know what we want, and then we'll orient it. And it just, no one liked it. You know, yes. it was a bad process. That, that is uh, an even better point that I like completely glossed over, is it removes so many back and forths of editing, because what always happens is you have an idea of it in your head of what you think this is going to look like, and then a writer has their idea of how they want it to look. And it's just, it's a mismatch. So this is a way for you to be like, this is exactly what I want. Your writer knows. And it's coming back. And the editing is like minor things. Hey, can you also include this or whatever? It's so, it, way less that. Like I rarely ask for feedback 
because I hand out briefs. Like there's, it's so much less. Like I didn't want to write it. So I didn't want to like do too much work, but I'd include a bunch of links and describe some things, but putting the H2s in is, is and even the H3 is really easy. Uh, and I guess also it just feels like this would be so much cheaper of a process for us to run because it just takes way less of everyone's time. You know, like, well, our writers are per piece, our editors are usually inundated and they're, they're like an hourly thing. And now one, one final ask, can, can we include a link to this brief or an example brief that you've done in the description so people can like vibe with your format? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, whoever wants to come compete with me in parenting <laughs> against the behemoths, <laughs> let's, let's go. I mean, this site's not doing anything. It's, we'll see. It's a, it's a big bet. So I'm happy to, we'll throw this in. We'll make this, uh, available. Yeah. Even if it was of a different topic or something, I just think it's really valuable to be able to look at it and then build off of it, you know, right. and customize it for your, you know, um, awesome. So we'll include that. Yeah. Do you think there's anything else like pitfalls or anything we need to let people know about? No, I, I would just say like, don't feel like you're ever going too granular with this. Like you can see mine. This one's actually not that crazy, right? Like I have yeah. uh, a couple things here, right? As helper text under each, each of these. Sometimes these things are like two pages long because they need to be. So like, don't feel like you're going overboard with these the more thorough and also early on lean on being more detailed with new writers. And then once they kind of get your process and your thinking style, it becomes, you know, you can start doing like shorter ones like this and they know how you like to format and edit and structure these things. So more detail, never well, bad I'm not thing. a writer. I imagine it like reduces their anxiety over trying to figure out like what does a meal want like i just like they just want to make you happy you know right right i actually so in part of negotiating with writers i send them these as an example you know i say here's the volume we're going to mm. be doing i'm also going to be sending you these briefs which will make your time like usually a writer would have to go and do all this stuff themselves like they create the outline they have to think about what they want to talk about this is more so like me saying, please cover this. Like they can just hop in and start writing about this without having to do the initial research. So I think it also helps me negotiate better rates with writers. The fact that I tell them up front, you'll get a brief for each assignment. I could see that helping because then they know there's just going to be less back and forth. Yeah. Not getting this, they probably would say no to people like that. It's almost like the reverse of a test <laughs> instead of for the hirer, it's for like the, you know, hiree. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, awesome. We are going to include a link to this in the description. Feel free to compete with Emil. Um, <laughs> you probably are not creating things like this, so, you know, uh, but I think that'll be helpful. If there is anything uh, you wish we included, want to see, ask in the comments, topics you want us to cover. Uh, we love doing this stuff, like pulling back the curtain on how we build things. Um, if you want to talk about to a meal and tell him that you love this, you hate this, you have an idea, you can hit him up, hit him up on Twitter at Emil Shore. Um, if you wanted to compliment me on how silent I was during this episode, just DM me at Andy Phoebe. Um, 
Give us a like on the video, follow the channel, that helps with the algorithms, and it also gives us a little bit of encouragement to do more stuff like this. Uh, Emil, thanks for laying it out for us, letting people compete with you, compete with you on this keyword, and uh, <laughs> I'll see you in the next episode, man. Absolutely, dude. Talk to you later. We're seeking profit. Profit. We're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking profit.